0: Shea, butter, and popcorn. Okay, let's start the show.
1: Sit back, relax, and listen. Friday's gonna have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea, butter, and popcorn. Now live. Welcome to Shea, Butter, and Popcorn. With Taj and Chels. Episode 6, Pop Secret. Shea Butter and
0: Popcorn is the all-inclusive podcast giving you the exclusive. This podcast focuses on reviewing our favorite films. My name is Chelsea, aka Chels, a singer, actor, and all-around movie lover. This episode is entitled Pop Secret. This popcorn brand was founded in 1986, which was the year my parents got married. Oh, cool. (laughs) Pop Secret is the official popcorn for Disneyland and Disney World Resort, so it's safe to say that This popcorn has that Mickey Mouse magic. Pop secret, better than everything. Taji, let them know who you are and what we're talking about today.
1: Hello, everyone. It's your girl Taj, movie lover as well, here, obviously. I hold a degree in both acting and film. I'm a freelance filmmaker and actress now and love storytelling, especially black stories, black narratives, black everything. Advocate of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and excited to talk about action movies today. Hey, I'm
0: so excited! My gosh! This week we will be discussing action movies. Is it my favorite movie genre? I mean, I would say so.
1: It is. It definitely is. No doubt. No doubt
0: you may be like why do I love action movies well I'll tell you it's amazing because I feel like they're super reliable in a way that you always know in a way what's going to happen um with plot base it could change but I feel like they're reliable because you always have that hero save the day um with action movies and what makes action movies versatile is that the hero doesn't always look the same and what I mean by that is that there's different vibes a hero can give you there's the anti-hero like the movie Venom with Tom Hardy, or you have the unwilling hero like Proto Baggins from Lord Lord of the Rings. You have the willing hero like Marvel characters or a tragic hero like in the movie Troy starring Brad Pitt. At times, you have the willing and unwilling heroes like John Wick or the unwilling heroes paired up together, like Danny Glover and uh, Mel Gibson in the Lethal Weapon series that I actually grew up watching with my dad. So you have all types of heroes um, that could be shown in all different types of action movies across the genre. You have heroes that can also be everyday people that are finding themselves in unique situations. I really love how Joseph Campbell's A Hero's Journey, which we spoke about, Taj, a few weeks back, Mm -hmm. it cuts down that scope of how a hero is created with greatness thrusted upon him at times. George Lucas used this formula for Luke Skywalker's development. And that movie has the pretty much the gold standard for a classic good guy dominates bad guy saga. Another one that um, has the good guy that prevails in the narrative um, where you're actually, I feel like you're rooting for the villain until the end is 2017's Atomic Blonde starring Charlize Theron. That movie was so crazy. It was like sleek, action-packed. You had really insane thrills and a lot of shock value to the fight sequences. And, you know, you got a female lead. So it was pretty dope. I really like that movie. Now we're going to get into our films, our action movie films for this yeah.
1: week. Yay. Yeah. Hey.
0: Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wanted to do something a little different. For this week, I wanted to talk about action movie franchises instead of just a particular action movie. So we're going to start off with the Die Hard franchise starring Bruce Willis. And these movies range from the year 1988 to 2013. Die Hard, the first one, has to be one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Don't at me. Y'all know Die Hard's a Christmas movie. (laughs) There is an argument. Mm. They're like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? You know, November 8th, we're we're getting into the spirit pretty early, I guess. But Die Hard is certainly a classic. You have John McClane, who is a tough, no-nonsense NYPD detective who will do whatever it takes to bring justice to the forefront. Throughout the series, you see his tactics to make things right in messy situations. And you see... Some of his history jump out with uh, his relationships with his family, with his son and daughter that also emerged throughout the series. It's very fast paced. It's entertaining. You got the car chasing scenes. You got big explosions, of course. You got him killing a helicopter with a car in one scene in one movie. It was pretty insane. Die Hard is an amazing franchise. You see stuff blow up and it's like, yeah, you know, John McClane's going to take that guy down. And it's really amazing. Awesome. Second franchise I'm going to talk about, I'm talking about Mission Impossible Franchise, Ah, starring Tom Cruise, 1996 to the present, actually. They're still making Mission Impossible movies, so yeah, this, wow, this franchise has been around basically as long as I've been alive, yeah, so...
1: (laughs) It's as old as you.
0: Yeah, it is. It's as old as me, which is incredible. The Mission Impossible franchise. I love Tom Cruise. This movie franchise has made billions of dollars, seriously. And it was, this movie franchise used to be a TV show in the 60s. Um, It's very entertaining. It's witty. You see his character, Ethan Hunt, doing something crazy in order to save the populace from imminent threats. You know, and I'm not just talking about running either, because, you know, Tom Cruise, he always runs in his movies. He's an amazing runner, like Olympian at that. But um, (laughs) no, seriously, like it's it's insane. I'm not just talking about him running because he runs in all his movies, but like mountain climbing, skydiving fake wall illusions and masks and voice augmentations and this series literally has everything. It's everything but the kitchen sink. Actually, put the kitchen sink on there too because they got that. It's insane. (laughs) (laughs) The fight sequences of the last film, Mission Impossible Fallout that came out in 2018 was so intense. It was so insane. You can see it on Hulu and Amazon Prime, I believe, and all the other Mission Impossibles. They should be available to stream or on cable or It's literally everywhere. It's on TV almost like all the time, just like diehard. But Mission Impossible is incredible. I love it. I never get tired of it. And I know some people are like, oh, my gosh, how many times can they make Mission Impossible? Like, I'm hooked. I love it. I could watch them all day. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) It's not one of those I get tired of.
1: Breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
0: Exactly. And last franchise I want to talk about is the Born Identity franchise, 2002- to like 2016, um, starring Matt Damon. Born Identity, amazing. Um, this is another solid staple in pop culture as well, just as much as Mission Impossible, of course. Treadstone is a CIA program that's trying to eliminate Jason, Jason Bourne, of course, who's played by Matt Damon, who does not remember who he is or how he became an agent or any of that throughout the series, um, as he's retracing his steps and... Trying to find out who he is. Um, Treadstone actually is a spin-off TV series now on the USA network. And I think that the main difference, well, the only difference between Jason Bourne and Ethan Hunt is that Bourne doesn't know who he is, but Hunt definitely does and embraces it early on. Whereas Jason Bourne's like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm able to fight. I don't know how I'm able to like kill this man. What happened? And where's my wife? And she's at the bottom of the sea. And anyway. Um <laughs> Treadstone killed my wife. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yogurt, yogurt. Um, oh. Stop. <laughs> no, not yogurt. Oh. Yogurt. <laughs> if you listen to uh, a couple weeks back, you you will get the reference. I'm um, sorry. No y'all. Long, you know. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Freaking acting majors. <laughs> yogurt, yogurt. Oh. Oh. Those are my top picks. I hope you enjoyed them. I know that I enjoy them. And I've watched them multiple times. So, yeah, that's it for me for right now. Taji, let them know what yours are.
1: Oh, yeah, baby. So I'm going to start off with all of mine aren't franchises. But this first one is um, I'm going to start off with Bad Boys um, because I literally just watched one and two like a couple days ago. I think like on Halloween, I was watching like one and two
0: wait Sounds on like Halloween you thing. watch one and two on Halloween yes yes like the okay. afternoon though you guys I did not plan this and she doesn't know I'm about to say this but I watched one and two on Netflix on Halloween what
1: stop <laughs> stop are you playing oh. right now oh my gosh I' did not plan this at all the what? literal like connection. Oh my gosh, it was that type of day. I was, out, right? I
0: was like, and I was like, in a I watched one and then I watched two. It was a classic. Mike Lowry. Oh my, Mike, La-
1: Mike Lowry. Marcus, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I love literally Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are not, not only does their friendship off-screen help their acting and their chemistry on screen, but it's just such a magic about seeing them together. Um, Bad Boys 2 in particular is my favorite um, because it's very, um, it's more cinematic, I would say, than the first one. Um, It's very cinematic. Um, Just the camera angles, the shots are very beautiful, um, and, um, the first one came out in 95. So you can see the difference, um, you know, through both films. Um, they're actually coming out with, um, bad boys, the three, which is bad boys for life, um, in January. So stay tuned for that. Go support mm-hmm. that. I think it's coming out on the 7th. Yeah. Um, but basically they, um, they both are, um, detectives in Miami and, um, they're always trying to bust, some type of like, you know, the typical thing, trying to bust some type of drug lord, somebody who's up to no good, who's like, you know, has a whole team or gang behind them and is like, you know, their lives are in danger. Like they are always one step ahead of the the criminals. They're very smart. It's just nice to show black men saving people and being the heroes and being intelligent and about their stuff. Um Spoiler, my favorite scene is the opening scene in number two um, where they are in the <laughs> the KKK hoods <laughs> and they bust out. That's my favorite part. Yes, and and that like whole sequence is too. so yeah. Oh. yeah. oh, yeah. So, you know, it's just really action packed. Um, they always they have this thing in the film where, you know, they struggle. They get each other into a lot of trouble. So. They, it also explores tension and conflict when you're working with a close friend, um, which is something that's very interesting. The second movie also features Gabrielle Union, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a lot. I would definitely binge if you guys could just go watch one and two, prepare yourself for three. That's coming out in January. Yeah. Um, this is like, ooh, 25 years later after the first movie. So (laughs) it's like a few decades have passed and you just see the evolution of film in each film, which is like, just great to me. Um, Directed by Michael Bay, Um, Bad Boys, Um, Bad Boys 2 though has my, it's just the comedy too. Like the comedy, our comedy is unmatched. Like Mm -hmm. Michael Bay film, like Martin, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, automatically gonna have some comedic anything in there even any black film like any film where there's black leads and it's not a it's not a straight comedy it's like either like an action crime or thriller like it's still gonna have comedy weaved into the writing like it's still gonna have comedy in there or improv like a lot of stuff i know was improv but yeah so go support that I love it. I love it. I love it. And I cannot believe that me and Chelsea just watched that. I know. On freaking Halloween. i, know. I was supposed to watch us. I mean, I did <laughs> later on in the evening time. Right. Like, but still, that's crazy. I Anyways, know. so I was deciding if I should talk about the Terminator franchise or Columbiana. And I'm going to talk about Columbiana because you already know what's up with T- Terminator. Actually, they yeah. just came out with. A new one, and I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that literally on the first. I did not know that they came out with a new one. Mm-hmm. So, Terminator Dark Fate, I need to watch that. But, but yeah, my mom introduced me to um, Terminator, and um, I think that um, Arnold he very much has a brand, um, and Terminator is just so on brand for him. Um, but yeah, Terminator classic. Colombiana 2011 classic and this is with um if you guys have seen the film you know that um the little girl who plays the young Catalea is played by Amanda Stenberg um and um basically in the film you know it it, it shows that there's this crime lord and basically something bad happens and she you know, 15 years later, she comes for revenge and it shows she just does everything with such grace. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the aesthetic of the film is done so well. Like everything is like perfect timing. Just the blocking for the film, the way that everything is orchestrated on screen is very beautiful, especially the beginning um scene where she's younger and she's like running like that was blocked. Beautiful. Like that whole thing was choreographed beautifully. Um, I really loved learning about, like, um, the Colombian, like, um, I guess, culture in a way and the aesthetic. I really enjoyed that. Um, But acting range, Zoe, come on now.
0: So, and yeah, what makes her also incredible is, like, Colombian is such a sleek, like, uh, action movie and she does it so well. But at the same time, like, she can do those movies where she's playing like a very still strong strong willed but maybe like a romantic aspect in some movies that she's right playing, or like she was an avatar she's gamora from guardians of the galaxy like her range is like so versatile and she's in what i think is one of the best dance movies of all time 2000 center stage <laughs>
1: Uh, one time for the one time because like time for the one time man I mean she no but that's true though like that's just how far her range goes and it's just you know like the with the the character range within this film alone like it is a French action thriller Mm -hmm. and just the whole thing is like wow like you really did that and just showing a woman i love that she also um wasn't like it wasn't like a i mean there were some parts where she had to incorporate that um sensuality into the film but it wasn't like she was a love interest Mm -hmm. in the film which i loved um that yeah i loved that so much it just really gave a good example of a strong like just a ba- a boss like yeah. I it, it's forever a classic um I'll move on another 2011 movie I feel like this movie is so slept on this is one of my all-time favorites um it, it's Colombiana is up there but 2011 Hana um Hana is played by um Saoirse Ronan I don't think enough people have seen this film because I mention it and people don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, literally, how could you not know the best action adventure thriller film in all (laughs) of history? Um, But basically, um, it is about um, a girl, um, title character, Anna, raised in the wilderness of Finland. Um, Her father is an ex-CIA operative who trains her to be an assassin. Boss chick um the the storyline is so unique once you watch the film you'll see what I'm talking about in terms of like story there's so many elements um this was a beautiful performance from Saoirse like I personally I've watched Lady Bird um and some some of her other stuff I would say that this is one of her best projects yeah so she just you know travels across Europe um trying to get away from these folks who are trying to get her for a reason that you will have to watch the film to find out why. But um, this is a classic for me. They also just um, turned it into a TV show. So I haven't actually watched the TV show yet. I'm kind of skeptical. I don't know how well it's doing. And I also don't know. um, I don't know. You know, when you love something, when you love the original, you don't know how well it's going to cross over, (laughs) which we're going to talk about in a minute. But this um, going from a movie to a, a, a TV series is, is interesting. Um, there's eight episodes right now. Um, I think that's just, that's season one. I think they're going to have a season two. I'm not sure. Um, it's on Amazon prime. So I think I'm going to watch it and see how they've split this over the course of eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll watch it and see how it transfers to TV, but, um, yeah, Hannah, go watch please if you have not watched it it's a good good action drama thriller situation um especially the ending scene and the ending circles back to the beginning and it's just story-wise wow like wow y'all I really- love that where they have that full circle twice yes.
0: in any movie it doesn't matter what genre it is but that's always gonna be like a winner that's movie. always a winner now let's get into our next segment that's ashy Yay. Hey, that's so <laughs> ashy guys it's 2019 come, come on now there. get some that's machine shape it real? up um now what i wanted to talk about what was ashy i know that i love um action movies and um action films are selling a fantasy overall that's what they're doing you know you fight crime but you do crazy stunts for the greater good to get the job accomplished um, I guess the only obvious hiccup in these films is that it's not very realistic. Right. But then again, you're right. selling a fantasy, you know. Um one thing I wanted to mention was that too, there isn't major uh diversity in the action film genre. Right. They're pretty um, much
1: all the same one and done type. Right. You said it's reliable, it has a structure. Structure. But that could also be hurtful.
0: That can also be hurtful from that um, angle because of that. That it has the lack of diversity. Because if you think about it, I mean, Halle Berry was in John Wick three. She did really yes, good. that was amazing. John Wick is like super violent, um, but it's a <laughs> great, it's a great series, and she did awesome in it. And like uh, another movie that has some pretty pretty uh violent action sequences is fight scenes as well. But is amazing is uh, Denzel Washington and Equalizer.
1: Mm, yeah
0: equalizer is incredible and he also did like uh book of eli i would fall under action movie although most people would say book of eli is more of like a thriller but it's like um it's almost- there's
1: crossovers between genres yeah. so like it's some of these genres. films yeah. are described as like action drama action thriller mm-hmm. it still has that action element in it as well as like the other elements of like other
0: elements right whatever. right but i think that because it always has that one look that it does lack in diversity um, in that aspect. And um, I know that Denzel Washington did an interview actually for Equalizer where he had said that the studios were very reluctant to releasing it overseas because they said they didn't know how they would feel about a person of color as the face for an action picture. And Interesting. it's like so crazy that you deal with that being someone, an A-list actor, um not just in my mm-hmm. but everyone's it's Denzel Washington that you're still dealing with that disparity. Um I think too that another thing I wanted to talk about was the idea of since I talked about franchises and you talk about a franchise and standalone movies, do franchises do more harm than good versus a standalone mm. because some people will be like, Okay, you got a franchise it's great. But then like I said earlier with like Mission Impossible, Born Identity to people are like, oh my God, how much longer can it drag on? And you know, yeah. we're being remade over and over. Like, what can I, like, what's going on? You know, I know they're making a new Charlie's Angels that is coming out. Yeah, and exactly. I love the one with like Jew Barrymore and Lucy Lou and Cameron Diaz. The man. original. Right. Re- exactly. I'm sorry. But, Stewart, I love you. Right. But we cannot. <laughs> <laughs> right. But when, you know, you and I will say it's the original. When I was putting it on, my parents were like, you know, this was a TV show in the 60s. It's yeah. the remake. So yeah. to, we feel what our parents felt, you know, when we were watching yeah, what we think is. The so there's that too. It's like when it's a franchise and it's so big, does it do more harm than good when mm-hmm. it's being remade over and over more than a standalone uh, film where it's right. like, oh, we want another one, but you have to keep it as it is, even though the audience is like, we want more. And you're like, you know what? I'm not going to make any more because we don't want it. We to, just
1: want to leave y'all smart. interested in right? be, mm-hmm. you know, the movies aren't yeah. going anywhere right They attached to the story They attach the original story,
0: story i guess yeah. there is that area too where it could lose its heart when it's part of a franchise
1: yeah especially when there's that crossover too like how right. i just talked about like hana going from like it's a, a standalone movie but then it is now um there's now a web uh there's a web television series based off of that movie um it doesn't take away from the movie at all for me but now it's like oh dang there's another form of the same story out there so it's like okay now I gotta go and like put energy towards this other form like same medium but different form Mm -hmm. um and it's just it can be a, a lot but you know the same thing with like you know I mean Charlie's Angels I feel like this is one of those things that I feel like for women was just that film. Like Mm -hmm. it was, I mean, it's hard because it's like, don't you guys want more stuff? And it's like, (laughs) yeah, but we can create fresh stories. Like we, like we were talking about this before Chelsea. like Mm -hmm. action movies, predominantly cater towards men. That is the structure. That is the formula is like, I'm a big, strong man. No, I'm going to up
0: and save you, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so Charlie's Angels is like, "Yes, we have something. Right. And there's three of them, like, we love it. And so it's kind of it's kind of tough because now it's like, oh, we're remaking another thing. Yeah. Yes,, yeah. because we love the women, but also, why didn't we just create a fresh story so that we could have more stuff to play with rather than creating the same thing that's already? based off
0: over and over again that's so true yeah and i think because that men are always in the front oh you think of action you're going to think of a a big strong man or somebody you know in the weeds like rambo or something and it's like (laughs) it's so true that's actually exactly women love action movies too i know i do but they're like oh you know go watch a rom-com and watch a chick like yeah i love watching people fall in love too i love rom-coms but like hey i want to watch action movie like you know don't pigeonhole uh people because that's
1: the way you think they should like.
0: it's not just okay. this side up on a box like this is just not how the world looks so that's needs to be uh transferred onto media as well with representation i do think um yeah, yeah we'll be talking about topics like this and more in the future next week start spreading the news we're leaving today <laughs> If you can hear my voice and oh my inflections when I talk, sing it's because next week we're talking about Music Halls. Here we go. We're talking about musical movies. Yes. Okay. Yes. Shout yes. out. To Intel. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about musical, musical movies. movies. Seriously, you're going to hear some of my favorites and some of Taji's favorites.
1: Musical movies, even though about- we do have yeah backgrounds yeah. as well. How do you how do you feel about uh musicals, Tash? Just so they can get a preview, how do I feel about musicals? I don't, people are like, he doesn't, oh, that's the musicals. thing, he doesn't. I don't, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't me, please don't make me watch the musicals. No, Let's I don't, I love, I love um musicals and musical movies specifically as well I don't think it's my first thing that I gravitate to when I'm watching film I feel like when I am you know going to see live theater then I'm more receptive to watching a musical because that's just you know that's where it started and that's where my brain thinks you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but musical movies are bomb too I think it's interesting to see the crossover of like oh, it's cool how you did that. And,
0: like, growing up nowhere near New York, okay, (laughs) literally growing up in Texas and then moving to L.A. in high school, like, I loved musical movies because it, like, introduced that world to me that wasn't Mm -hmm. always available because I was not brought up in that type of
1: world. So Yeah, I wasn't either. So I have to expose myself Mm to So
0: we'll be talking about that next week. Please feel free to... Follow us on social media, on Instagram at Shea Butter Popcorn, or on Twitter at Shea Butter Pop. Or you can follow us individually. You can follow me at
1: Chelsea J Music. And me at Tajiana underscore. Yeah, follow us Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, baby. And please, 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 please DM us or comment some topics that y'all would love for us to discuss. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace and love.